0: Welcome to Courtside Moms, I'm your host, Wendy Sparks. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Cynthia Richardson, the mother of Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who recently signed with the Knicks. Yes, mama, congratulations. (laughs) So first, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. And
0: congrats.
1: Thank you. It just hit the news literally like 30 minutes ago.
0: Yes, we've seen it.
1: (laughs) I'm so excited because he's close to home. Yes, that's true. He's close to home for the first time. He just called me before I came on, and he's so excited. I said, Michael, you have not been home in 10 years. Wow. Mm 10 years.
0: You know, you guys are such um, a close family. I mean, I... I When I was looking, when I was researching you, the one thing that I found was that your family seems so close. And for me, I just appreciate that. So I can imagine as a mom what it's like now just to have your Uh, son come back because it's been a journey from, you know what I mean, being home and then leaving home to do what he needs to do to be uh, successful in life. And now he's still successful, but he's right around the corner.
1: I'm telling you. (laughs) I never thought this day would come. I never, because after a few years, he's like, mom, I'm never coming back home. And I was like, I don't want you to. You know, like playing this close is something I never wanted for him. Right. In the beginning, especially because he was so young. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, he started playing very young. So let's talk about that. At what age did he decide that he wanted to play basketball? Like what inspired him?
1: Five years old. Wow. Michael was the only child and his father um, who passed away played basketball. And he knew that. And he was in school. He had went, I put him in public school in first grade and he came home with a permission slip and asked me if he could play basketball. So I said, well, great, you know, because it, it gave me time, like that little hour after I got off work to drop him off to practice and maybe like run to the supermarket or, you know, just sit there and just like in my car f- and have some time to myself, you know, mm-hmm. originally never thinking it would get to this point. Wow. Never thinking it. I just use it as a form of recreation mm-hmm. and socialization for him because mm-hmm. he was the only child at home.
0: Wow. You're, you're reminding me of, um, the same thing with my son too. You know what I mean? Your kids come to you and they want to play all these sports. But for parents, we just see it as a sport. We don't even think past, you know what I mean? That level that they're playing in at that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's playing, I don't know, with eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, yeah. and it's cute. Yeah. And like you said, we just go in yeah. the car and then after practice, we run at the last five minutes, get into the right. gym and act like we were there the whole <laughs> time and you know, <laughs> pick them up and you were awesome and you played so good today. Yeah. <laughs> And that's it. And then we go home.
1: That was me. Yeah. And, And you know, it's funny because he just played. We live in a very small town and he played in a neighboring town next to us. And when he was seven, his coach was a friend of mine. And I went to drop him off one day. He kept saying, Cindy, I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. I dropped him off one day. He said, you can't leave the gym anymore. Like, and I'm like, why not? You know? And he said, because this guy's in here coming to watch him play. Wow, because Michael was very tall. Michael was when he was eight years old; he was like five five. Oh
0: my goodness!
1: Yeah, and I, it just made me very uncomfortable.
0: So they were coming so, to see him play at that young age.
1: Yes, in the gym at practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because like you know, the other parents started talking about him. You know, they had games and stuff, and we would go to little traveling neighboring mm-hmm. communities. Right. You know. And I didn't know what AAU was at seven. I didn't know. You know, I just used it as a form of recreation. And at the time I was, my husband was my boyfriend then. And I was telling him, these AAU coaches are talking to me about him playing. I'm not going to pay money for him to play basketball, you know. (laughs) My husband educated me on AAU. (laughs) Crazy, right?
0: You know what?
1: It's the league at eight years old and he paid $350 for the season. I was like, are you crazy? Yes.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes, I feel you. Exactly. Yes, I feel you. It was the same thing for me, too, with my kids. And I was like, yes. no, no, hold on. The house league is $60. Why am I <laughs> paying 400 You're What's exactly. the difference? And for me, it was like, why? Because you have a uniform on now? Like, what's the difference? You're still playing exactly. in the same gym. And they're like, no, 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 hold on a second. This team is going to travel. This team is going to go right. places. And I kept right. saying, well, what are we getting out of this, though? Like, right. You know what I mean? And they kept saying, well, exactly. no, scouts, I need to understand. my thing. Yeah. Because as a and matter of you don't you know.
1: know. On the flip side of the coin, it made me very uncomfortable because we teach our kids to stay away from strangers, you know, yeah. things like that. And, and, you know, he plays in a game and everybody wants to run up to him. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no.
0: <laughs> we were social distancing then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Six feet, please.
1: We had good practice. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So we've always been on the court. Right. And I said, well, you know what? Let's try something else. Tried him in baseball. Excellent baseball player. So my husband said, listen, like he wanted to do AAU baseball. And my husband no. said, listen, a man gives 150% of his salt Right. It's so one thing. You can't do both because the seasons overlapped. Yeah. So we allowed him to choose and he chose basketball. Never knew what we were getting into with AAU. <laughs> You know,
0: it's a different level, but as parents, it's awesome that you give it that opportunity. Right. Because a lot of parents, they don't understand it and they just block it. And not because they're trying to block the child. It's just that they just don't understand what it is. They don't see it
1: exactly you know what i mean
0: like i played exactly. basketball as a child you know what i mean i played all throughout high school but and my parents were very supportive of me like wendy right. you know what i mean but when it came to sports they just my mother never came to a game or my dad they couldn't they were hard-working people you know what i mean right. but they right. didn't see the potential in basketball exactly. which is a basketball exactly. game you know what i mean come home exactly. after you know what i mean but exactly. when i did ballet and everything else they were there every recital right but sports, right. no, they didn't understand that. So for me, yeah. it was like, oh, it was fun. But my kids, because I played basketball, I understood what AAU meant. And I was learning. You know what I mean? I was more right. willing to learn because I was like, well, hold on a second. You know what I mean? Right. Like as I'm watching back in the day, I was I was you know, what I mean, Michael Jordan was my dude. You know what I mean? I was watching right. the Bulls. That was all I wanted to see. Right. So for me, I was like, well, he got there somehow. How did he get there?
1: Right, and exactly. I, you
0: know what I mean? And I understood exactly. I had to start somewhere. So when my kids came to me saying they want to play different sports, right. when this is where I was like, all right, let's just do this. It's not only about recreation. It's about actually
1: exactly.
0: possibly a job that you can do in the future. Exactly. And my friend used to laugh at me and say, oh, job. And I used to say, you think mm-hmm. the NBA is playing for free? Like,
1: <laughs> I was that person. I was. Originally, I was that person. And my husband said, listen, this is a tool that can get him to college for free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he said, it's so many different facets of the sport, not just him playing. So let's look at some of that too, you know? Right. I never thought about that. And he just started talking to Michael about it. He was just so fascinated with it. And he excelled in it. It was something good that he did. And then I thought about myself when I was in school, I quit everything. I just quit everything, you know? And I just told him, I said, listen, you can't quit. Whatever you start, you have to finish.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, I'm not going to talk to you about your grades. I'm not talking to you about housework. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. this is what you want to do, this is what you have to do. Right. So it was like that expectation. You know, we always talked about the expectation. I can't have an expectation of you that you don't know about and yeah. hold you to it. Yeah. It's unfair, right? Absolutely. So, like, my mom is like, Cindy, you're crazy. That's a lot of money to travel. Is it necessary, mm-hmm. you know? So- And then by the time he got to middle school, he was hitting the newspapers. (laughs) At this point, you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, because, Wendy, we know it gets expensive. Of
0: course. Of course. So,
1: you know, as a parent, a mom, you have a house, you have a job. You know what I'm saying? You have to worry about their educational situation. And then we have basketball. Yeah. So managing it all of it can be a feat sometimes.
0: You know, we as parents, we are the business manager at the beginning. We just don't realize it. You know what I mean? We see us as a parent. You know what I mean? We're guiding and protecting our children. But it's like, no, you're actually that business manager, too, because we're the ones that are blocking or allowing people to have access to our kids. And that is super, super important. That's true. So I want to talk about high school. Because there were several powerhouse high schools to choose from in your area. I mean, you had St. Benedict's and St. Anthony's, just to name a few. But why did you choose um, St. Patrick's?
1: Okay, so St. Patrick's is 79 or was 79 miles from my door to their door.
0: Mm.
1: And the, this, the situation for us was in the communities in which we live here. Um, you see a lot of good high school athletes but they don't go anywhere.
0: Right.
1: And Michael, when he was in middle school, had a book report and he said, you know, like, what do you want to be when you grow up, you know? And he wanted to be a professional basketball player and came okay. home, he was so upset because the teacher didn't grade his paper. So of course I go up to the school, I was that mom, you know, and <laughs> I was like, well, you know, Mrs. Such and Such, I just want to talk to you. He was very upset. And she said, well, I don't think that's realistic. And I was like, says who? Hey, Amen. So that was in sixth grade. So when we started looking at high schools for him, you know, we had a couple friends that lived in different areas, nice high schools, nice programs, you know, and my husband said, I don't want him to be a big fish in a little pond, right? right? So I go to the guidance counselor, talk to the guidance counselor, and she was like, well, you know, everybody is not meant to be a professional athlete. Like, so they, in our community, they knew who Michael was. Michael only wanted to go to St. Pat. So I came home and I worked up there. I worked an hour and 15 minutes away from home. Oh, okay. So I came home one day and I'm like saying to my husband, what are we going to do? And he was like, why can't he go to St. Pass? It's literally 16 miles from your job. True. So he said, take off tomorrow and take him up there. So I called the coach. I called Michael downstairs. We told him, he said, mom, dad, you're not going to let me go there. And Wendy, when I got off that turnpike, <laughs> oh, my heart <laughs> dropped. I was like, listen, I don't know if this is going to work for us. but when he got in that school they paired him with another student athlete for the day and I had a chance to talk to some of the teachers and you know the principal and what I really liked was what I felt and when I saw him he's like mom can I please go here so it was a sacrifice so I literally drove him to school I got up. We got up at like, I got up at 430. He got up at like 5, 515. We was on the highway by 6, 615. So I had to get on exit four of the turnpike, get off at 13A, uh-huh. drop him off to school, get back on 13A, get off at exit 10, go to work. And then after work, I had to go pick him up and bring him home.
0: And you did this for four years with him.
1: Well, basically, but I said, my my dad and my husband told me, you can't keep doing this. You're going to burn yourself out. And it was a couple of times. And I was like, Michael, are you sure you want to continue to do this? Because he went to high school at 13. Okay. Yeah. He started school early. His birthday is September 26th. He met the deadline. So I put him straight in public school as soon as I could, you right. know? Yeah. So they told me, they promised me, we'll protect him. He'll be fine. And I didn't like the media. I didn't want him to be around the media, the news. Like, I didn't. I want him to just be a student, you know? And he wanted to just be a student. And my husband said, listen, we have to teach him how to catch the train. So my dad actually would take the train from Camden all the way up North Jersey, get him and show him how to catch the train back and forth. That's how it started. And then after that, he wanted to catch the train.
0: So he did that commute by himself an hour and a half every day. And what motivated him to do this for four years?
1: I still don't know. <laughs> he is the most self-motivated person besides my husband too, but I've never seen a young person be that focused, that driven and work that hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. after a while it concerned me, you know, like we talk all the time and I'm like, I don't want you to be in your own head. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my focus is what I have to do. And I'm like, you're tired. You need to rest. And it started being a job just to try to get him to rest. My husband said, "If this is what he wants to do, you can't make a man call out of work." That's you know what right, I'm saying? That's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. Well, describe to me the the basketball culture of St. Patrick's.
1: Oh man, when Michael left St. Pat's, somebody said, "What made you send your son to a basketball powerhouse?" Right? Never heard that before. <laughs> so you know, when you're in the middle of a situation, you can't really see it for what it really is. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt when he left high school. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of like, that's how I felt when he left University of Kentucky. I was so focused on making sure he was always okay that I don't think I enjoyed the moments like I could have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Of
0: course it does, because we're always alert as parents, right? And you don't know. Yeah. So, powerhouse, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, like, what is that? Yeah, it's a like, cool for us. Like, when we first talked to the coach, and he said, we traveled the country, and I'm like, excuse me? yeah, Like, I thought you just did that for AAU, you know? Yeah. I had no idea what their schedule was going to entail. I didn't know that his coach was really going to be, like, a college coach. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, to go in the gym and sit there and, like, what did you just say that? <laughs> but I didn't say anything. You know what I mean? We always... I was that kind of mom where I trust I was going to trust that staff, those coaches, because I explained to them what my expectation was. Teach him the game. Don't coddle him. Don't baby him. Even though that's not what he, he was never like that. But coach Kevin was hard. You know what I'm saying? That was the first time he had a hard coach and I had to remind him a couple of times, like he's only 13. Like this is new for him. He's traveling. Like he's not like these other students. He was like, listen, if this is what he really wants, this is what we have to do. Yeah. And I just was like, okay. And I would just ask Michael, did you have a great day? How was practice? You know, was it fun? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> then after a while, by 11th grade, he's like, mom, I'm good. Of course.
0: I mean, you know what? It's good that they had that opportunity because there's always people that are going to be in there to grill you and make sure you do what you have to do. As moms, you know what, yeah. what I mean? We're like, just be gentle. You know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And when we leave the gym, yes. and when we leave the gym, it's on. You know yeah. what I, mean? I would ask my son, what do the coaches say? Or what do they do? And exactly. the things he used to say to me. And I'm like, oh, Yo, you speak to other people's children like that. But then I would get yeah. to the game and I'm like, okay, it's okay. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, we got that championship. We're like, it's fine. Same yeah. thing. So during his period at St. Patrick's, he became highly ranked where he was considered the number one player in his position in the country at that time. And then scouts started to watch him play. Like you were saying, did they ever come in and speak to you about about Michael and their need for his skill that they wanted on their college you know, program?
1: When schools started calling me, you know, every college coach is not going to be on the up and up. You know, mm-hmm. they get your phone number, they get your email address. And I'm like, it's not open, period. Yeah. You can't have a conversation with me.
0: And it's good that you, you know, know that. I'm...
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. People don't know yeah. that.
1: Like, uh, the first day that they could call me, we sat, we had a, I had made arrangements for Michael to have a slam, came to our house and did a photo shoot and stuff. And then right after the photo shoot, the college coaches could call and I sat there with a notebook piece of paper and pen and we were all excited. And I gave all of them the same spiel. You do not have permission to talk to my son. Don't try to email him. Don't try to text him. Don't try to call him because that's the first day we will not consider your university. He was
0: on the cover of that magazine at Slam. I yeah. know I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, and everything I have that magazine. Yes, I do. And there was, an, and the reason why I, I am, I was given that uh, a copy of that magazine because there's like a teeny tiny article of my son, like somewhere, like a page really? 18. Yes. So, I, <laughs> so when I moved here, I found that magazine. Really? Yes. Still have it.
1: Wendy, I have everything. Yeah. I have Every magazine, every newspaper, I have everything.
0: That you know what? It's so nostalgic for us as moms, right? When we keep everything. When I moved here, I had all my son's jerseys and he was like, oh my God, I can't believe you still have them. And I, every last jersey he ever wore, every Save last. Everything. So in between that time, he played for FIBA, um, U17, and then the McDonald's All American. So, how did it come about that he played? Um, let's start off with FIBA. And uh, the team that went to Germany and how did he like that experience and how long was he away? And were you as mom nervous?
1: Oh, my God. So he got the invitation to go and St. Pat's made us get our passports, you know. Mm -hmm. So when he got the invitation for FIBA, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. We're going. (laughs) My husband said, we are going over there. My husband said, we are not going on that trip. And I'm like, why not? He said, because this is going to be the last trip. Right, before he goes away to college, so he needs to see what it's like to be away from us for an extended period yeah. of time. He was gone for a month. A month. So they had they had to go to Colorado and they had to do training at the um, Olympic facility, and then from there he left. Uh-huh. The only thing he didn't like was the food. He loved the whole experience. He called me one time. I think they were in Lithuania. Mom, is so dirty. Mom, I don't know what to do. Like, the food is nasty. My husband said, figure it out. That's <laughs> but funny. I'm going to tell you, like, that's another experience. Like, what do you do with that? Like, when you're in the middle of it, it was just, I didn't know the magnitude. That's right. Of it until they won a gold medal and he came home. I did not understand the magnitude of that. Wow. I don't know why my mind has never processed a lot of his um, accomplishments, mm-hmm. like really big ones, you know, like the McDonald All-American. I cannot stand sitting in the gym watching him play. So for the McDonald's All-American, I'm sitting on the floor and I'm just literally just looking, just looking, not like I'm watching the game through my peripheral, if that makes sense. Yep. I'm, like looking on the other side of the people that were sitting there, like past the game. Yep. Because I was so close. And then at the end of it, when he got co MVP, like I wanted to oh, I bust out crying first of all. And I just wanted to pass out. I did not know what to do with myself. I was like, You work this hard, because he said, Mom, I'm getting MVP, before. I'm gonna get invited to McDonald's all American, I'm getting MVP. Like, how could you know that? You know
0: what? You know what our I'm kids saying? of course, our kids look at looked at it differently than we did, right? Yeah. Like you're saying, our kids are getting all of these accomplishments and accolades and we just don't understand them not realizing that this is their step up to get to where they want to yeah. go. We're not envisioning NBA or professional basketball. We're just like, oh my son's so talented and he's fantastic yeah. and and you know what I mean? And he, you know what I mean and, and that's what it is for us as moms, right? But yeah. March thirtieth, twenty eleven is when your baby played the McDonald's All-American. Chicago is at the United Center where the yes. Bulls play. And yes. your baby played for the East team.
1: Yes. Mine
0: played on the West. They played against each other. At the same time? Same game. I was there. Stop <laughs> I was there. It was my first that time was in Chicago. a phenomenal
1: yes. experience. Yeah. Like, what I most enjoyed was watching the boys' camaraderie with one another from all over the country. Like, and what amazed, always amazed me was they knew each other because they had already seen each other Mm -hmm. and played each other in different parts of the country for like two or three years prior. They had each other's phone numbers. You know, I'm like, Michael, how do you know him? You know what I'm saying? And it was such a brotherhood-like
0: well, my son knew who, who Michael was, who Michael is. Well, was at the time. Um, I'm sure they do now. Um, my son played at the time with Notre Dame Prep. Okay. So I wonder if they played against each other back then. But when we got to the McDonald's All-American and my son was showing me who all the players were, I remember Michael. Really? I do. And I remember there was a picture that they took of all the players. Remember they had their tuxedos on and they were yeah. on the stairwells and the round yes. stairwell. And I yes. have that picture. And I was trying to I find it for you today. Too. Do you, there you go.
1: I do. <laughs> <too>. I do. <laughs> I do. I have that. Yes.
0: That, that game was a blessing. And Michael was MVP. Was. I remember that game. So congratulations on that uh. accolade, mom. Yeah.
1: Now when you look at it, doesn't it seem like it was just yesterday?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it
1: still does to me. It seems like it was just yesterday.
0: And yet it was like, who knows how many years ago and so much has happened in between. Yeah. But for True. us, you know, and we hang on to moments, you know what I mean? We yeah. hang on to all these beautiful memories. We do. So now it's getting back to school. The offer letter started coming in um, from the top schools. But which one surprised you the most and which one made you made you confirm that? Hold on a second. My son's a, above average now.
1: Oh, wow. I don't think it was one because it was so many. Yep. You know, it was so many. Yep. He came home from high school one day and he says, Mom, Coach Kevin has all my offer letters. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how come they're not coming to the house, right? Yeah. So I had to go to the school. I see Coach Kevin and he has showed Michael these letters. So I said, why show them to him and not give them to him? Yeah. So he said, you want them? And I was like, of course I want them. It was so many.
0: Yeah.
1: So it wasn't just the one school. And I'm saying he was a freshman in high school. He had just, he hadn't even played his first high school game at this point. Everybody just knew he was at St. Pat's. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh my God. He went to, we visited Georgetown. And I was like, oh my God, I would love for you to go here. (laughs) And then like Duke, we visited Duke. Mm -hmm. Like not as a, Just as a family, right? You know, not on an official visit, but then, and these are schools we went to when he was in middle school, you know, Rutgers, of course, because we're right here, right? You know, we went to Winston-Salem State because my aunt lived there, certain schools, and like all those colleges we visited, he got letters from. So he had a kid that he played basketball with, and he was so stressed out from. The college decision, you know. Mm -hmm. So me and my husband talked like, "What do we do with this?" Because he was so excited. So to have that excitement for four years. So okay, you get thirty letters right now, but how many Division One schools is it in this country? Like three hundred fifty one, something like that, right?
0: And you're
1: gonna get. So my husband said, "This is the deal. He can only have a top five. We'll keep it to a top five. No stress, right?" Right. So we sat him down and asked him how he felt about it. He was like, "Okay." No big deal. <laughs> when Villanova came, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> well,
0: you guys now it down to Villanova, Kentucky, Kentucky, Oregon, and Maryland. So I want yeah. to know what three must-haves prior to choosing. Like, you know what I mean? What three must-haves did you have?
1: Okay. So to- I know this is unfair, but I'm going to just say it. Yep. It un- is what God. it is. You're not going on the West Coast. It's too far. So he played in Oregon. They had a a game. He got an invitation to play in Oregon, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So a Nike invitation. And we went out there, me and my husband went, and Michael wanted to go to University of Oregon. So we said, okay, my husband rents a car and we drive. It was like two, almost three hours or something. I said, oh, not (laughs) at all. And my husband didn't, I couldn't say it verbally so Michael could hear me. And then when we got to the school, And took a tour. Everything is state of the art. It's just like the best of the best at the time, right?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I was like, Ben, he's not going to Oregon. (laughs) And he said, if he created his own opportunity, you can't stop him, you know? Yeah. And then when Kentucky came, I just was like, well, Michael, I like Villanova. (laughs) (laughs) And every chance I got, I could get him on that campus. He was there, you know? (laughs) Then after a while, we went on our official visit and he talked to the coach. And I said to him, like, we can't talk to the coach for you. You have to have your own conversation. And we came away from the conversation, he's like, all right, mom, I'm going to look at Kentucky again, you know. And we let him make his own decision.
0: And you chose, well, and he chose Kentucky, was the powerhouse of basketball. Ah. I mean, what a choice. And Uh. Jim Calipari is known to be a player's coach. And he is supportive of the one-and-done culture. Yeah. Describe that relationship between um, him and Michael.
1: You know, Coach Cal, I say this to him all the time. The perception does not match the man. Like, I love him because he goes to mass every day. You know, his wife is a Christian. They have a family culture there, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. where the...
1: Where the players do everything together. You know, it's like they do community service. They look out for each other. Like, it was like a family. Right. And I talked to Coach Cal and he he does not hold nothing back. He was like, listen, I'm going to take care of your boy. (sighs) You don't worry about him. You know what I'm saying? Like, once he hits this campus, he's mine, you know? Right, right, right. Of course, I'm taking him to college. He's 17. I take him to college, and I said, I got a one-way ticket. Me and my mom took him. Got a one-way ticket. I'm going to leave when I feel comfortable, right? Two days later, I was like, listen, I'm going home. (laughs) And I just said to Coach Cal, like, if you need me, call me. He was always very honest, very upfront. He called me once, you know? He just called me once. And I said, Michael sounds fine. I went out there to see him. He was fine, you know? I worried about that stage, though. He was good. We never allowed him to worry about a ranking. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Our thing was, especially mine, was that's somebody's opinion of you, right? Yeah. It does not matter to you or me. That's how we looked at the ranking. Right. So that he that he was very much conditioned. He didn't worry about where he was ranked in the country or what people said, you know? But then you get to this stage and Kentucky is the mecca of college basketball. Sure is. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to be magnified by a million. Yeah. Because their fans, their basketball there is like a religion. And you you it. can't see it on television, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're there, you can feel it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Were you able to attend uh, that national championship game? I mean, there was over 70,000 fans and one of the most viewed sporting events every year in America.
1: When I tell you I didn't sleep. (laughs) So we went for the Sweet 16. Yeah. And then we left and went to Atlanta for the Elite Eight. And then we came back to New Orleans. Right. And we went back. I'm like, Michael, we're here. We're ready to go to dinner. Right. And he came down with this guy next to him. And I was like, excuse me. (laughs) And he was like, oh, ma'am, I'm his bodyguard. Like, what? (laughs) Every player had a guard. Then Coach Cal changed the rules. We couldn't, we weren't allowed on the floor with them. And it was just, I don't know. I had talked to the guy that runs the security for Kentucky, and he said he will never experience this once he gets to the league. (laughs) He'll never experience this. They had the dog sniffing the bus, and it was just, you couldn't, enjoy it. Like I was so nervous yeah. for him and his teammates. I was nervous for the coaching staff, you know? So me and my husband, we just walked all over New Orleans. I could not sleep. And when they won that game, all the parents were sitting there and we honestly like turned around, like, did they just win this yeah. game? <laughs> did this <laughs> just happen? Yeah. Like, did they just win? Like, it was such a surreal moment. It was such a surreal feeling. Wow. To get to that. Of
0: course. Of course. And yeah, Then the decision came along to declare. So what was the first thing Michael started doing to prepare? Like for the workouts? Where did he go?
1: Okay. He came home Easter, Mm -hmm. right? After the championship. And we talked about it. He was not going to declare for the draft. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people know that he wanted to go. I don't even know if that was ever written. He wanted to go back to school. And he... You know, we said, you need to talk to Coach Cal. And honestly, I was like, is he really ready? He was so young. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And Coach Cal was like, listen, this university will never close. He's ready. You know, because I think the leadership that he displayed when he was in college, too. And he's always been like a mature kind of kid, you know. And he declared in, shoot. I don't know what to tell you, Wendy. I, I was, just, I was just all over the place with it.
0: Well, of course, as his mom.
1: Oh. Yeah. So we decided when he finished his semester, my husband said, "You can't work out here." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you come from St. Pat's. You know what I'm saying? He hadn't really lived at home, home for a long time. A lot of people hadn't seen him. So he goes and he wins this national championship, and we live in a very small place. My husband wanted him to maintain his focus so he sent him away he went to Ohio to do all his pre-draft stuff you know and he just really worked really hard the only time I think I was concerned was when he had to go to Chicago and he had to do his pre-draft workouts yeah you know and he called me he was like mom I have my interviews today and I was like what do you mean like I have to interview with the teams today. I didn't know that process. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, this is what they're probably gonna ask. You. It's just a job interview. Just be your normal self. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just show them the Michael that we know, and you'll be fine. So he never showed me that he was nervous at all. I was freaking out. <laughs> The whole time he was in Chicago, like I never even told him that he would call me. I'm like, hi, good morning. (laughs) But like not sleeping, hands, sweaty, just nervous. Of course. You know,
0: is that the point now where you realize like, hold on, hold on a minute. Like NBA teams are calling now. This is different. You know what I mean? Back when, you know what I mean? He was a kid and that's what he aspired to be. And I just thought, you know, it's recreational. And now I'm like, well, hold on a minute. He was right.
1: Right, because we know that even if our son declares for the draft, does not necessarily mean he's going to get a job. That's right. Right? That's right. I knew he won a national championship, but we don't understand how that necessarily works. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's not like the NBA is sending her, sending a letter home. Yeah. Saying, I want your son to come work for me. Like, it doesn't no. work like that. <laughs> so when he declares for the draft, you don't know. It's that whole unknown piece that people yeah. don't see. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. When the time they declare for the draft and they leave college, people don't understand what happens in between time. Yes, they see. Okay, my son was invited to the green room, and I was telling everybody, it's not a green room. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> nothing is green about that room. Yes. Yeah. you know you gotta maybe a little bottle of water. You know what I'm saying? And that, yeah. so people don't understand the process, and neither really did I. But I had people that I was talking to, mm-hmm. and of course he had an agent that like really educated me, Cindy, he'll be fine. That's how Leon was. Cindy, he'll be fine. I'll take care of him. But Leon was like a family member to us, you know?
0: Right.
1: And listen, I said, Leon, five o'clock, about what, six o'clock in the morning, draft day. Leon calls, come on, meet me downstairs so we can get a cup of coffee. Of course, we didn't sleep all night long. Of course not. So we go downstairs and I was like, is it good news or bad news, you know? He was like, he's going to be fine. You know? Yeah. We talked about, what was it? Going six to Portland. So I was like, okay, six is good, right? I didn't know. Everybody wants to be one or two. We knew who was going to be number one. Going is good.
0: (laughs) What do you mean?
1: (laughs) We knew Anthony was going to be number one, you know? Yeah. But when they, I I remember, who was it? Jalen Rose said on ESPN, right? You know when your name is getting called, when that boom comes your way. Yeah. Like I saw it on ESPN. <laughs> I think it was the night before, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm trying not to rock and look crazy nervous. And I grabbed Michael's leg when I saw the boom come.
0: Wow.
1: I grabbed his leg and that boom was in our face. And I was like, put your head up. And they called his name and he just, you could see Oh, he put his head down and he breathed such a sigh of relief. You know what I'm saying? That's all I remember. That and that hug. And I just stood there because I was like, don't trip up the steps. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, you guys were there. You're sitting there in the front in the green room. Yes. There are so much people around you and it was in New Jersey, your hometown. So yes. everybody from Jersey was there. So you had that home feeling and then you you hear Michael's name get called. You see him walk up the steps or well, before getting his cap and his jersey uh, and he's walk up to the commissioner and everybody's uh, emotional and for you like what was what was your thought then right there like when you're watching him on that stage? It,
1: It was like I could, I didn't have time because after he was, he walked and cleared that last step. Mm -hmm. I saw him put the cap on, and that's it because they wanted to interview me like right then. Yes. So I couldn't see him, you know, take his picture, shake the commissioner's hand, walk off. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just like I could not believe that it was happening. Wow. It was one of those. Like, it was a kid that got drafted. He went to the NFL years before Michael was little. And the local news was at his house, and his family and friends, the neighbors, let everybody park on their lawn, and they took a bus to go to New York. And he said, Mom, when I go to the NBA, that's what I want to do. So what did I do? I had two buses. (laughs) I got those tickets. They said, Cindy, nobody ever did this before. So I was like, I need to fill two buses. We're coming up. We're having a party, you know? So handling all those arrangements, not sleeping, and my son getting drafted, I just was like, "What just happened?" You know what I'm saying? Of
0: course, it's a great night for your family. I mean, oh. first of all, for your son's program, you the top is the first time that the first yes. top two picks are coming from two. the came college. So you have, um, you know, you have AD, and then yes. you have, you know, what I mean, you have yes, you have Michael, and then you had four other players from kentucky i mean exactly coach Cal did what he had to do he did (laughs) and he got his players where they wanted to be which was drafted
1: for him to be there with us made it that much more special for me right you know what i'm saying because he just doesn't say he cares he shows them that he cares and he really loves his players he really, really loves them. For him to be there and to give us a hug was just—I couldn't believe it.
0: Well, you know, it's nice because you have a coach that believes in the process and believes in the players. You know what I mean? You're sitting there, yeah. and you know, you're at this yeah. point where you just have to look at your circle of people that helped you get—you know what I mean—where you are as a parent and getting and, and and your child move forward right and that's and that's so important is to remember and look around and say okay wait I couldn't have done this by myself there was I had a realm of people that were there for me you know what I mean starting starting with mom
1: yeah because we have to hold it all together it takes that village though yeah yeah it really takes that village
0: yeah
1: and we have to listen and I'm glad I was open to it
0: after draft you played in the summer league but other than being on the court, how did he get ready now for Charlotte? Oh, we didn't even mention. Now, for, hold on. First of all, he got drafted. Second, to Charlotte Bobcats at the time was called yes. Bobcats. So, failed <laughs> to mention that. Sorry. <laughs> so uh-huh. now, after he played the summer league with them, um, now, how did he prepare? Now, not you know, I mean, mentally, like what did he have to do now to say, okay, hold on a second, you know, I'm no longer You know what I mean? I'm not in Kentucky now. I'm going
1: somewhere else. He's done the same thing he's always done. Like dad said, you always have to be the first man at work and the last one to leave. Mm. Right. So he's always the first one at work and the last one to leave. So it's crazy because I never it was never like, don't forget to set your alarm, be to work on time. Like, you know, like we never had that experience. So I just physically saw him still getting up, working out in the morning. You know what I'm saying? He does, he does still does the same thing right. around the same time. You know, it's a little different now that he has his own family. But he still gets up in the morning early. He goes and works out. He comes home. Nap time is the same. Workout in the afternoon is the same. He still does the same thing. Yeah.
0: It's a routine. You know?
1: Yeah. So when he went to Charlotte, when he got there, he just did the same thing. You know, so I remember, you know, when you go to the draft, like when you get invited to the green room, you have these meetings. And um, it's like none of the parents were talking about like what was discussed in their meeting. Like, I'm like, I'm next. Like, what did they say? You know, (laughs) and nobody discussed it. So when we went in the meeting, we took it was us and it was me and my husband and Michael. And I have a bonus daughter. So we took her in there and um, my girlfriend's son, who we had decided would live with him you know, help him out of his first year or whatever. And we went in there and the first questions, every time I turned on, the first question was, will you be moving when he gets drafted? My husband said, no, you know, we're not moving, you know, but my husband said, if he goes on the other side of the Mississippi, then we need to think about going to be with him for a while. Right. Cause it's far from home yeah. and he was 18. So when he got to Charlotte, right. It was the same thing. Are you going to live here? And I'm like, no, but the good thing was my family is there. So wow. I have my mom's oldest sister lives in Charlotte. My cousin's, have a cousin that lives in Charlotte. And then the rest of them live an hour away in Winston-Salem. So I knew he was okay. If something happened, his family is right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he was close to all of them. So I didn't have to worry about it wow. at all.
0: So lucky. And
1: it's crazy because when Michael Jordan had the Jordan brand classic, it mm-hmm. was in Charlotte that year. Yes. And my whole family was there and we were walking uptown. We were going through the convention center and we came out, we was about to cross the street. I said, Michael is going to live here. Just as clear as day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then after he got drafted, I came home. I was going through some photos. His father, about a month before his father got killed, we went to Centerville Day. They have a Centerville Day here in Camden. He had a whole Charlotte outfit on. Shorts, the shirt, and a basketball cap. (laughs) I was like, "Wow! Like, how deep is that? Yeah, yeah.
0: you know what I'm saying. Like, I
1: felt like Michael was home. I felt like at 18, Charlotte represented his personality and what he needed to start. Right. You know, and he loved it. He still lives there. Well, does he? Yeah, he said, "Mom, I'm gonna make this my home." Okay. Yeah, there's
0: nothing wrong with that. I love it. You know what? you got to find your comfort zone, right? And somewhere where you're always going to feel like you're going to go back to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I speak to my son about that, I mean, we're from Canada. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not the same for us. You know what I mean? When, when, you know, well, first of all, he didn't get drafted. He went undrafted. So um, when he went to play in the G League, he went in Sioux Falls, oh. South Dakota. You know what I mean? I wasn't moving to South Dakota. Number one, I couldn't. I yeah. could just pick up myself and go. I'm a Canadian right. citizen, right? So and then he left, went to Turkey, and then to Greece. So I couldn't go all these places. So I had to stay put. I mean, I'm still in Canada and he's in Orlando now, yeah. right? So I right. just don't have that luxury of getting up and just and right. just coming. I can't, right? right? So it is what it is. Wow. You know, what I mean I can always go visit, but
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you though. I do.
0: So once training camp started with the Bobcats. Did he ever share with you what it was like to practice with his teammates? And did Michael Jordan ever practice with them?
1: You know, I just would say things like, how was work?
0: Hmm.
1: Like, I still do that. How was work? It's work. Absolutely. How was work? Like, I had a couple conversations with some of the front office, like even Michael Jordan. I remember saying to them, I said, listen, like, I'm always going to be here and I'm always going to be his mom. Right, but he couldn't come and talk to my boss, right, mm-hmm. and interfere in my job when I was working. Yeah, so I think it's disrespectful for me to do the same. Right, right. So I just ask him, "How was work?" You know, like mm-hmm. even if I'm there at a game, I don't. I never sit in my seat. I walk around. I know all the vendors, their names. How's your mom doing? Like I'm one of those people because I get so nervous. Right. And um, I'll he'll get dressed and else come wave at me, and I'm like, "How was work?" <laughs> Win, loss, that's my thing. I don't, (laughs) because I was never that mom to say, you need to post up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't you get the rebound? Like, I never did that. You know what I'm saying? You got to stay ready. Where's your defensive stance? Like, I never did that when he was growing up. So, like, I always felt uncomfortable when he got to a certain level of doing that. Like, I'm just going to be your mom. That's where I'm at with it. I'm just your mom.
0: But that's the role that he needs,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: In, you know what I mean? Some parents we you exactly. know we, we get to that place and we feel, okay, you know, I'm now I'm gonna tell you what to do and now I'm gonna tell you and then we we, we overstep, right? We tell them yeah, things exactly. that we really have no experience in just exactly. because and, and I remember sometimes I used to laugh and I used to think, No, 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 I'm mom. Right. So I'm just going to sit there. And, and when I text you before your game and after your game, I will nurture you. And that's it. So I'd always tell yeah. him, you know what I mean? My son, you know what I mean? Uh, have a great game and just do what you got to right. do and do you and play your best. And he's like, okay, love you. You know what I mean? after right. the game, that's you know hard. what I mean? Exactly. Win or loss. You know right. what I mean? Hey, you did wonderful. You know what I mean? And I saw this, this, yeah. this. And we'll laugh about it and move on. Yeah. Right? Because he yeah. needs mom. I
1: just always felt like it would cause more stress. Right.
0: You know, they played... You know, this this two-hour game or three-hour game, you know what I mean? Then they're at practice and stuff. So now when they come off the court, you know what I mean? Now no. it's a different element. They just want mom. So it's just yeah. great, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it is. So it is.
0: Michael played with the team for eight seasons with the Charlotte Hornets yes. and was later waived. And three days later, he, he signs with the Mavs for yeah. half a season. And then yeah. now... Today, he's with the Knicks.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm gonna just tell you he's always loved playing in the garden. But when he called me this morning on the road on the way to the practice facility, and I said, "I've been up since three o'clock this morning thinking about you. I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I am, you, and you should be, mom." I, I'm just, I'm just so happy for him. I said, how do you feel? He said, mom, I I can't believe it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I can't believe it.
0: God bless.
1: That's what I say. It's, you know, this whole experience has been a blessing, Yeah. you know? And I think as moms, we all view it the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, I think we all view it the same. And I said, like, I don't know how anybody else feels, but You know, they say, you know, my kid hit the lottery, right? Mm. And that's what it's like. Yeah. You know, and this does not come with a rule book for any of us.
0: It doesn't. It doesn't.
1: You know, for any of us. And, like, now he's entering his ninth season, and I can look back now and see the things that I could have done differently. Yes. You know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely.
1: I see like so many things that I could have done differently, but if I would have done them differently, would he still be where he is doing what he's doing? You know? And I feel so blessed that he's had a ninth season. Yeah. You know?
0: Absolutely.
1: And he, and he hasn't taken it for granted and to watch how he moves and to watch his heart is still the same and, you know, watch his, watching him give back you know, and, and have, he has so much empathy in his heart and compassion for other people and situations. That is what I love the most to watch.
0: Michael said that he believes that he gets his work ethic from you. So let's talk about that. And how would you compare the two?
1: Well, you know, I like the fact that he says it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think kids look at their, I, I, I just look at my parents, like think about how I looked at my parents through periods of my life, you right. know? Yeah. Um, my mom was a very strong Christian woman, you know, who worked very hard to raise her kids, you know? And I looked at my mom, like, I mean, of course she was my mom. Like my mom was everything, you know what I'm saying? And we all view our moms like that for the most part, our dads, whatever, you know? And I'm glad he could see the sacrifices that were made for him.
0: Yeah. that's know what I'm saying? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, like my thing with Michael is, and I and I say this, he has his own kids now. You know what I'm saying? It's not what you say to your children, is what they see you do. That's right. You know what I mean? So like I'm I'm a giver. You know what I mean? My house is open to everybody. I'm a country cooker. You know what I mean? You come to my house, you can sleep, you can eat. What do you need? I'm a I'm a wait on you because I'm an old fashioned person, you know? And I think Michael has seen that, you know, like. When he was little, what would Jesus do was big, you know? So we, what would Jesus do? Headband and wristband and lunchbox, you know? How are you a blessing to somebody today? You know? Love it. He was raised that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You
1: know? And like now still, it warms my heart that he gets up every day and reads his Bible. That's something that he does. Yes. My son is a Christian man, you know? And I just love that. You know, like instilling those old school morals and values in your children are—it's just everything. And I see all these young men in in this NBA arena. I'm not saying anything negative about baseball, football, because I've never been a part of that world, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's something special about every last one of them. Not just their work ethic got them there. You understand what I'm right. saying? Their heart got them there. A yeah. dream got them there. A prayer got them there. You know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's
1: what I love most when I see a lot of those guys. Like, just, like, Lord, bless them. Like, I'm in a hallway all the time. Like, bless them at the games. Bless them, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm one of them parents that just know that they are blessed. Yeah. On measure. You know?
0: I love that you say that. You know, as as I would go to games, like you're saying, you know what I mean? You wanna pray with the team. You wanna instill that goodness in them. Uh, and and when I speak to a lot of moms, that is the platform, the go to. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And and yeah. we I remember going to New York and meeting a bunch of mothers and we sat there and we were we were going on a trip and before that bus left. We came together as a sisterhood and it was all about prayer. It was all about prayer about getting us safely where we're going, but it was also a prayer for our kids and for us and you know what I mean, just moving life forward and it was just beautiful. And I was like, I love yeah. this. Yeah. And it's good, you know what I mean and we and we hope that, you know, as young kids that our 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 children would instill that value, you know what I mean, yeah. and keep that mm-hmm. value. Because now when they go out in the world on their own, now they believe what they want to believe, right? They go by that peer pressure yeah. and what their friends are like. And yeah. you know what I mean? So to to keep that, yeah. you know what I mean, is to me yeah. is a blessing all within itself.
1: It is. It really is.
0: So do you think that people put that stigma on, on basketball players where their moms are single and they come from... Yeah no food not everybody and, is
1: on the projects yeah. we all were on food stamps yeah standing in the food line it drives me crazy yes because that's not the case for everybody it's not at I mean all. it is the case for some exactly but it's
0: not the case for everybody every basketball player and I find you know when you talk about baseball players it's rare you hear that you don't hear about the mo- the young you the young mom in you the hood you know what I mean but basketball no. automatically
1: exactly. That exactly. drives me nuts. Drives me crazy. Yeah, and I I
0: remember someone asking me, "Do you guys have projects in Canada?"
1: <laughs> no, they didn't.
0: I didn't know how to take the question. I was like, "What?" how about like, "Projects? Like, what do you mean projects?" And I had to act ignorant. I knew what they meant, but I was sitting there like, "What do you mean projects? Like, you mean like like like, like what's the project?" Yeah, and well, you know what I mean. I had to take it further. I was like, "You mean like projects like you do at school? Like, you know, right on and, and They're looking now. Projects where you live in people live in projects. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I was so insulted. And I had to ask, where's that question coming from? Well, you know, your son plays basketball. And and I had to tell them, yes, you know what? I said, back in Canada, I said, we still play with the peach baskets and the soccer balls. We don't have any nets. And that's how my son learned how to play. And I ended the conversation there. And I just had to walk away laughing because I was like, I just can't believe I was asked this question.
1: I used to get that all the time in Kentucky. All the time. Wow. All the time. <laughs> All the time. And I, this, after a while, I, I wouldn't give them an answer. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, excuse me? Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. That was, like, it, what do you say to that?
0: Nothing. And, and the worst thing about it is that they walk away shocked of your reaction instead of exactly. thinking about what they said, not realizing exactly. that, you know, I go to work no like everybody apologies.
1: else. No nothing.
0: That's it. That's it. Like, I raised Michael this way. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And he went to school, and he ate.
1: You know what the other thing that drives me crazy too is the average person, average mother or father that raises their child, right? Nobody is going to cross the line and be all in your business telling you what you need to do with your kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but when you have this basketball player, you know, coming up through AAU when he was growing up, everybody has an opinion of what you should do with your child.
0: Yes, yes.
1: You no. Know? And I'm like, do you not know that that's crossing a line? Like, I would never tell you what you need to do with your children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Like, and sometimes I would let it slide, and then after a while, just really worked my nerve. And like now, Mike was 27 years old, and people, I'm like, don't dare try. Don't. He's 27. He's a grown man. He's not a child. You know?
0: Yeah. No, I I, I feel you. Because yeah. When when my son started getting popular. People started coming to me and saying things, and I used to laugh. And I'm like, "Do I send him to the gym with shoes?" <laughs> because you know what I mean. I was like, "Do I? What does it matter? Nike, Reeboks, Adidas? Tell me which would which should i like, "Really?" And people just think that automatically. You as a young mother, you know nothing. Exactly. And they don't ask. Is there somebody there in your corner? You know what I mean? Because they just assume, oh, it's basketball. Oh, no, it's a single mother. And if there is somebody, you know what I mean? Does he know who he is? Exactly. What? So anyway, I just had to put that out there because it's annoying.
1: Yes, very.
0: So let's learn some fun facts about Michael. Okay. What is that go-to dish that you make that he absolutely loves? Salmon cakes. (laughs) I love how quickly you answered that. Oh, salmon cakes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> salmon cakes. So, do you, from time to time, take them, uh, make them, in and then take them up to him?
1: Well, actually, I was just there, <laughs> and I had to come home the day before Thanksgiving because I couldn't get a direct flight home on Thanksgiving. So I right. came home the day. Before. But that Tuesday night, he said, "Mom, tomorrow, can you make me some salmon cakes?" I said, "Okay." And it dawned on me when I was boarding the plane. <gasps> I should have made him some salmon cakes before I left. But he's right up the street now, so. <laughs> when he calls me to take the turnpike, I'll make him some salmon cakes and take them with me.
0: Love, love, love that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, what was one item as a child that he couldn't live without?
1: A basketball.
0: Awesome. Okay.
1: A basketball. Mm-hmm. What was your childhood nickname for
0: him? I never had
1: one. <laughs> All right. I did. I did. I called him big man. I did. I called him big man for a long time. Okay. Or okay. when I, when I used to get upset with him, I called him by his whole entire name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Anthony Edward Kid Gilchrist. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's like, wow. I still, I still do that. I do. I still do it. <laughs>
0: You know, I laugh because when I ask mom's nicknames, they're like, I can't say it. I can't tell. He's going to kill me. And then they'll say it. I called him Cutie Poo. And I'm like, <laughs> I laughed.
1: I called, him, I called him Big Man for a long time. Okay. I did. Yeah, yeah.
0: He, was, he was the big man. You know what I mean?
1: Five years was. old, he
0: was 10 feet tall. So yeah, he was your yeah. big man.
1: That's awesome. All right. Another fun fact. Ooh. Michael has only grown one inch since he graduated from eighth grade.
0: So he's been, wow. So what, how tall is he now?
1: 6'6". Six, six, when he graduated from eighth grade, I still have this suit in my closet that he went to the eighth grade dance with. He <laughs> just put the jacket on about a year ago. He can fit the jacket, but he can't fit the pants. He can't quite button the pants up, but it still fits. So
0: it's the length. <laughs> it's just the width that... <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh my God. You have to send us a picture.
1: I'm going to send one.
0: Yes, yes. We, yeah, we need I'll that one. picture.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i send one. I got one.
0: Now we want to ask some tips and advice for our listeners. Okay. So what are three tips you would give to a mom that has to deal with coaching decisions that they don't agree with?
1: All right. Trust the coaching staff that you, you have to trust the team that you put your kids with. That's the first thing, right? If you trust the team and the coach that you put your children with, the decisions they make won't bother you as much. Right? Yes. Then also, as a mom, I guess this is for dads too. You have to let the coaches be the coach. And sometimes we have to take a back seat. Because what I don't think a lot of parents realize is, especially if your kid is good, That college is not just looking at your child. They're looking at you, too. That's right. You know? And it can make a decision. You know, a coach can make a tough decision. Like, you know, I really like the kid, but his parents are a problem. Yeah. You know? That's something that I would really like for a lot of parents to think about. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Especially now on social media. Everything is out there. So, if your parents, yeah. if your mom and dad are out there and they're acting a certain way,
1: exactly. that could
0: reflect on what's to exactly. come in the future for that team, right? They're like, "Listen, yes. I'm not trying to have them too in the crowd," so exactly. And there's so many great, talented players out there yes. that sometimes they'll just—it's easier just to overlook that one player you wish you had, Wendy, but you that's couldn't. So have, true. Right?
1: That's so so true. Yeah. like that's that's a real thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah you know.
1: Yeah. I talk to a lot of parents like Michael's AAU team. i still go um, and sit down and talk to the parents. You know, I let them ask me questions and I'll tell them what life is really like. You know what I'm saying? And right. what the focus should be. Right. It should be that GPA. You should know, you know, what core classes they need to have. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What that GPA needs to be, you know? For sure. And I always talk talk to them about take don't take the SATs, you know? Mm-hmm. It's hard because everybody has their own idea at this point. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, and I always say, is no I in team because everybody now, so much so, not everybody, but on these AAU teams, is so many more of them. Yeah. Everybody wants an AAU team. It's a moneymaker for some of these men. You know, these coaches out yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like parents don't pick the programs like I think they did back when. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's how I feel they don't pick the programs like that we did back then you yeah, know what I'm
0: saying
1: yeah the coach says I'll make a team just for your son you want him to be that I in that team yeah what are you really teaching on you know mm-hmm. that jumping from team to team to team to team to team yeah where's the stability that's right. you know what I'm saying yeah. so if you allow him to jump from team to team to team at AAU what are you gonna do when he gets to college or beyond? exactly yeah you know what are we teaching our young men you know
0: well because that resonates everything in everything they do yeah you know what i mean does. and every life choice they make if they if they're not used to that stability one place then they're not going to find it anywhere you know what anywhere. i mean and it's just anywhere. gonna and it's, and it's sad because then it just changes their whole life
1: it does yeah it does
0: So what advice would you give to a player about how to deal with a tough teammate?
1: Communication is key, you know? Yeah. Communication. I think communication and honesty, I think a lot gets lost in translation. And I know, you know, you have a group of guys that are all extremely talented in their own right. You know what I'm saying? And I know men can be jealous too, you know? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, you know? Yeah. It just takes a conversation because I could look at somebody and their how how I see them is not who they who they really are. You have to get to know somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So take the time to have a conversation and get to know one another. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So collectively, you could be a blessing to each other. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: you don't want them to compete. You know exactly. What I mean? Like exactly. you're, you're a team. And lastly, I want to ask you okay. if you can give only one piece of advice to another courtside mom. What would it be?
1: Advice to a courtside mom. I don't know. I think as moms, like I know they have the NBA mom thing. I wish we were all closer. Yeah. You know, and I've um. I kinda shied away from it a little bit, you know, because I wanted my life to be my life and not be a basketball mom. Does that make sense or NBA?
0: Perfect sense. Yep.
1: And I kinda wish I didn't do that. You know? Mm -hmm. So like for the new moms, you know what I'm saying? Right. I think we should all like stay in touch or they should You know, the network should be bigger because we all share the same exact thing. We've all gone through the same things, you know. Every time I meet an NBA mom and I have a chance to really talk to her, we've all been through the same thing. Absolutely. You know, like the the good, the bad, and the ugly stuff, Mm
0: -hmm. you know. Our kids are regular people. Yeah. And people don't understand that. So I love that you said that because myself, Mm -hmm. I... I now speak to a lot of um, NBA moms or basketball moms. You know what right. I mean? Whether their kids play right. G League or wherever they play on the planet, it doesn't matter whether I'm FaceTiming right. somebody or whatever. but And we talk right. a lot about our experiences together. You know what I mean? And what right. happened and, and support each other. Like, oh, my son or daughter did this. You know what I mean? Right. What do you think I should do? Like, I will call another right. mom and ask for help. You know what I mean? Say, okay, exactly. What do you think should happen? Especially when you have... There's just so much elements out there. I mean, come on now. We know there's there's drama that sometimes our kids get themselves into. You know right. what I mean? And I used to tell my kids all the time, it's easy to get yourself into something, but it's harder to get yourself to get out. out. You know what I mean? So you right. got to pay attention to what you're doing and who you're right. dealing with. And, exactly. and yes, this person looks legit, but are they really legit? Did you do your homework? And you know exactly. what I mean? And then you feel resistance because you're like, mom, really? Right. But then 10 days later, I'm like, really?
1: You know right, what I mean? So right. then they come
0: back and, oh, you are smart. I'm like, mm mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so I love that you said that because I yeah. learned so much um, from, from other moms listening yeah. to their stories. And sometimes I would be on the phone for hours and I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? Like it's just, uh, and I just want to pray for her. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. sometimes you think your situation is awful. And then I get the phone and I'm just like,
1: Okay. Exactly. Gotta- like, you know, I remember when Michael got drafted and I was standing at the hotel checking in and I met Miss Lucille. Oh, when i tell you she is the sweetest woman. Mm-hmm. And she sat me down in the lobby. She asked me my name and I told her and she knew who my son was. And we sat down in the lobby and had a conversation. And the first four things she said to me came true.
0: Wow.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I, every year when they have the NBA draft, I find myself really praying for the moms. Right. I'm not ignoring the dads, but mm. I pray for the moms. Yes. You know, because this is not easy. You know what I'm saying? You're really letting your kid off into the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had so much, our hands right on top of them. We guided them from the time they started playing basketball till they got drafted. Right. 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 After They get drafted. It's a totally different beast, especially after they sequester them up in that hotel and tell them all that crazy. Yeah, nonsense. that's it. But yeah. It. But then they're young adults.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. They have all hit the lottery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, and sometimes parents have a hard time handling that.
0: You're blessed to get that information from Miss Lucille. I mean, look at Shaq and where he is now, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, and she and she's that nurturer, that strong person behind she him. Is. So
1: she is.
0: I mean, God bless her. Yeah. God bless you for coming on the show, Cynthia. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. I Thank you so I'm much. really like, yeah, I really enjoyed speaking. Um, oh, I love to speaking to easy. you. Yeah, you're fantastic. And we learned so much more about your son. And once again, congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so gonna... I
1: can't wait to see him. Yeah. I just want to see him and give him a hug. I just can't wait to see him. Of course. I just left him. I can't wait to see him.
0: And you're going to have to add a new jersey to your collection now. And yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes, and I said this COVID. I just, uh, we gotta pray that this COVID is over soon.
0: Absolutely, because now I have uh, I have to come up to uh, see a game. So
1: yes, yes, yes. I just I'm anxious to see how the season is going to work.
0: Yeah, it's starting very soon. We'll have to see how. Yeah, how they're gonna play their games and
1: exactly.
0: Okay, well, right exactly. now it's just a blessing that he's he found a team, he found a home. You know what I mean, and we wish him all the love and success here and and please, please keep in touch. I am,
1: I am. I promise, I am. God bless you. Oh, bless you too, Wendy. Thank you.
0: And we'll talk very soon.
1: Okay. Thank you. Anytime. Call me anytime.
0: Okay. I will. I'll get you online. I will. All right. All right. Love. Thank you.
1: Uh Bye Bye bye
0: thank you for tuning in guys don't forget to follow us on social media at courtside moms and make sure you subscribe to the podcast
1: naturally